Hi, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. Today, I have my lovely friend, Deborah Cesario. She is an energy healer and a tarot reader, and she's going to share her story with us today. Hi, Tina. So I wanted to start by just stating it's, it's a normal evening for me. This story takes place not far from my home. Um, I've probably driven by this location a million times, never even noticed it before. But I got a call one night that um, a woman had something in her house and she felt it was really affecting her life and her family and she needed help. It was the normal message that I usually get from a referral. And I said, well, okay, go ahead and give her my number and um, we'll see what's going on. So about an hour later, I get a phone call and I answer and the woman says, hi, um, I was given your name and your number and told you could help me. I said, okay, what do you got going on? And you have to understand most of the time when I get a call, these folks have usually always already been to other people to help them. I'm usually their last hope when they call me. Um, so I always keep that in mind and I try to be really careful in my wording um, with folks that are going, having a rough time. And I also have to do a lot of um, detective work to make sure that what's really going on in their house is spiritual and not just something environmental or something that maybe they're hallucinating or having issues with. So I started talking to this woman and the first words out of her mouth when I said, what do you have going on? She said, I have a succubus. And I have never been so shocked. I said, because I've never had anyone just come out and tell me that. Now I've dealt with a lot of negative entities, uh, call them demonic if you want. Um, but no one's ever just come out and said, stated what they think they have. And I said, well, what would make you think you have a succubus? So she started going into detail about, she felt she had been, she's being molested sexually, internally, and a lot of things going on in her house. And then she talked about how she's had um, a priest to her home, has done an exorcist on her and on her house, and there's still issues. So immediately I'm thinking, well, I'm not sure what I can do. I've never dealt with a succubus. I have cleared many of negative entities. Um, so I made an appointment to go see her. So the next night um, I went and I don't normally go visit, go to these things alone for safety reasons. But um, this time I felt it was important that I do go along because if, if it was that malevolent, I didn't want to... Um, risk taking anyone with me and them feeling or getting an attachment or dealing with something of that nature. 
So I went ahead and I protected myself. I did my meditations, asked my angels for protection. And I went to her house. Sure enough, she had um, written in Latin where the priest had been there around her door frames uh, all over the house and to no avail. I could feel the um, energy in the house and I could feel that it didn't want me there and I could feel its maliciousness. And so I sat and talked to her for a while. I asked her exactly what was going on. So the story was her parents bought the house. It was a very small little house on acreage. Um, it was an old store at one time. Uh, and then when the parents died or got older, they turned it into just their house. And um, so she was very attached to this building. And after about an hour's conversation, and me actually doing some energy work on her, some Reiki, um, I realized this woman wasn't telling a lie. I realized there really was something going on in the house because whatever was there was really hiding from me. So I started uh, my usual walkthrough. And what I realized was in the center of the house, underneath the house was a type of portal. So I called in my uh, spirit helpers to help me to clear it. Cause quite frankly, I really don't do the work. All I am is the vessel. And I usually have Michael and Gabriel come in and they remove whatever's there. And basically they wouldn't come in. I said, no, nope, we're not touching this one and you shouldn't either. And I immediately got uh, the message that I really couldn't do anything with this. I'm a very stubborn person. And I, again, I have never been in a place where I couldn't help the client. So I, I, um, I saged it. I tried clearing it. And the more I did that, the nasty, the, the energy felt. So I asked her, I, I started psychically reading it and someone had done some very strong, um, uh, spell casting or whatever. And I said, who's been doing that? Someone did that here. Then she tells me her father and her aunt used to have um, rituals. And where I felt the portal under the floor is where there was a trap door. And he used to hide all of his ritual artifacts under the floor. And so after looking at this for a while and talking to her, it, what happened was a local person who came from the islands was working with her father and her aunt, and they opened up some kind of portal doing a ritual. And they brought in this malevolent energy and they opened up this portal through this ritual and never closed it. And I said, well, you need to have them come and close it. And the lady said, well, I can't, they're all dead. So at that point, I just, I looked at her and I, after my spirit guides and angels telling me I can't stop it, after finding out they had done a ritual and opened this portal um, and brought this malevolent entity in, I started asking her how her family was living in the house. Both her parent, her father wound up very, very ill 
and lost his mind, basically. Her mother wound up in a mental institution. Her son wound up committing suicide. So this family had a lot of major bad things happen to them, uh, I believe, because of the father and the aunts dabbling in the dark arts and opened up a portal that they didn't realize they were opening and never closed it. And this poor woman was living with it. Unfortunately, I think she's to the point where she's addicted to this. And that's not unusual. When you have someone that has a situation like this, they become so ingrained in that energy that they feel like they're lost without it. Even though she wanted someone to help her with this succubus situation, she really couldn't help herself. And so I told her, I said, I can't help you. Um, and you really should move. I told her to move. And she said, oh, no, 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 I can never sell this house. It's my parents' house. And I said, well, I, I would not live here. I don't think it's good for you. I don't think it's healthy. And it's not going to leave. And so she said, okay, I understand. She was very nice and understanding about it, which I thought was a little odd. And I said, well, it's, I had been there about two and a half hours. I said, I really need to get going. So as I was walking out, here was an even weirder part. As I was walking out, and the whole time I was there, I was very guarded. I really was very careful. I had my, my protectors around me, making sure nothing followed me out or attached themselves to me um, because I could feel its malevolence. And as I was walking out of her back door to go to my car, I opened the door and then I stopped and I said, can you turn on the porch light? It's really dark. And because something, one of my guides, something said, you need stop, be careful. As I opened the door, she flipped on the light. There was a copperhead laying right in my path. If I had not turned on that light, I probably would have stepped on it and been bitten. It was huge. Um, so it was, it was probably the weirdest house clearing I've ever tried to do. It's certainly the first one I could not clear. It's the only one, and I've been doing this for over 30 years. It's the only one that I haven't been able to do something with. Um, with that being said, the reason I chose this story, and the woman's still living there, and I drive by that house every day, um, and I'm very afraid for her. But I, the reason I'm telling this story is because I think it's important that people understand that dabbling is never okay. Dabbling in anything is never okay. If you want to get into metaphysics, if you want to learn about the paranormal, you should always go work with people who have experience and know what they're doing. Because everything you do leaves an effect it's like dropping a, pond, a pebble in a pond. There are ripples. Everything you do leaves an effect. So that's why I chose this story. I, I think it's important for people to understand also that you're always, no matter how much experience you have in this, you're always going to run across different situations and things that you learn more. It's, it's the never ending. The universe is infinite. And this topic is infinite and there are always going to be things that, that we run across that we need to learn about. Um, I'm hoping she finds someone who can help her or pull her away from that house.
but that's my story. So Deborah, if somebody is having problems like this, like this woman, mm-hmm. how do they find you? Usually through word of mouth um, here in this area. Well, actually not even just in this area. I have gone out of state to do this for others. Um, usually through other psychics. A lot of people um, I find, and so do you, Tina, I know, don't want to deal with the dark side of things, for lack of it, to sound very Star Wars. They don't want to deal with the um, darker side of energy. They only want to deal with the healing and the, um, you know, the positive uh, meditations, that kind of work. Um, dealing with this kind of work can be very scary. And um, so I'm one of a very few, I think, in this area that will actually deal with it. There's a lot of um, ghost hunters out there that can go out and prove you have something in your house. But there's very few people that can actually help it move or cross it over or get it to leave. Yeah, so for our listeners, Deborah and I live in the Charleston, South Carolina area. And I do clearings as well. And she does. And I know of only one other person that does. Yeah to my knowledge. Yeah, it's not a popular Comment. subject. <laughs> it's well needed, don't get me wrong, but- uh, Oh my God, yeah, yeah. A lot of it. I mean, and, and the reason I chose this story, Tina, is because I think people need to understand because there are so many people now watching all the shows now on Travel Channel and A&E and they watch the ghost hunters and they wanna start doing it and they buy the equipment and they run out there and they need to be careful because they don't always know what they're walking into and they can walk into something very malevolent and bring it home with them. You know, you can get an attachment doing this stuff. So they need to be very, very careful. You know what? These paranormal investigators crack me up because they're going in there with their equipment and they're listening and you need to have at least a psychic medium on your team because you don't know who you're dealing with. You can't communicate with them except right. with your equipment. You, you are walking in the dark, literally. You don't know what you're dealing with. Right, right. And I, don't get me wrong. It's been great in the fact that it has now brought people out of their psychic closet, so to speak. A lot of people that never believed, they actually have proof now that spirit exists. And those are the folks that have done that. But what irritates me is you go out and you tell people, yeah, you got something here, but we don't think it's bad. So just learn, they basically are like, learn to live with it and they leave. They don't help them. And they certainly don't help the spirit that nine times out of 10 is there because it doesn't know how to cross over. Right. And, um, and I'm sure you've run across that as well as I have, you know, there's a lot of, um, Christians who haven't crossed over because they're afraid of judgment. You know, a lot of that, a lot, there's a lot of different reasons, but, um, you know, you need to do, you need to help people when they have something going on in their house, just not confirm it. Right. Like, okay. PSA, everyone ghost exists. The afterlife mm-hmm. exists. Can we move on and start <laughs> helping people? Like, right. So, and then I want to explain to the audience the difference between 
um, a psychic and a medium and a shaman. So a psychic receives extra information, kind of the ESP knowing or feeling about that extra sensory information. A medium communicates with spirit. And when we say spirit, it could be someone who passed away, or it could be um, an angel, your spirit guide. You can communicate. They're the messenger, the mediums. They receive the messages and they relay the messages. But that's all they do. Okay, that's what a medium does. A shamanic practitioner like Deb and I, we actually help spirit cross over. That is shamanic healing. That's, and, and it's okay if mediums don't do that. They might not have the capability or desire to do that, but that's what shamanic practitioners do. So Deborah, overall, how many clearings do you think you've done and oh how long goodness. have you been doing it? Oh my goodness. Um, I started doing it back in, I started actually doing, uh, un- understanding that I had the ability or had the spirit to help me clear a space back in the nineties. And I've never really done it, uh, as my main goal. I mean, it was always something that I did when people needed help. And, um, because I had another career going on. And so I did that for a very long time. And I, um, really kind of fought doing it full time. I just didn't, it's something that has been around in my family. I was a little girl growing up in a house with my mother having seances and things of that nature. So it was really a part of who I was. It really wasn't something I ever thought of doing for a living. Um, now that I'm, I'm pretty much retired, I'm getting a lot more calls and a lot more of it to do. But yeah, probably about the 90s was when I realized. And it was funny because it was actually a public place in another state. And it was through a friend of mine who said they need help. This place, employees are quitting. Uh, and it was in Kentucky. And I flew down there and, and helped an awful lot of spirit hanging out in this place crossover. And um, that was my first first real um, gig doing this kind of work. <laughs> So you've been doing this a long time. You've been doing this way longer than I have. Yeah. A very long time. Yeah. I'm just not very, um, I just haven't put myself out there. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're doing a clearing, do you clear the people that live there as well? Not necessarily. Mm -mm, Not necessarily. Um, if it's just the house, and I find that homes are very much uh, like a person's body to me. And, and you know, I know we all do this a little bit differently. Um, but when I walk into a home, I can tell if the home, usually I can tell before I even get there, I'll pick up whatever spirit is there. It depends. If the spirit is attached to the house, then I have to clear the house. If the spirit's attached to the person, then I need to work on the person. Yeah, so I found that I could clear the property in the house, but they'd still have activity because the people in the house Mm -hmm. had attachments. Yeah, I did have a recent thing and it wasn't an attachment as much as 
and you'll find this as well. I, I had someone who um, was very psychic and very open to spirit and never knew it. And so she, she was like a beacon drawing them in because they knew she had an ability to communicate with them, but she didn't. And so you could clear that house all day long, but they just kept coming <laughs> to, to her. And, uh, you know, that was a whole other story. We had to teach her how to close herself off and, and how to communicate and not be afraid. So every, I have to say, Tina, every situation has been a little bit different. Yeah, I, I know I have a neighbor that's very psychic and very clear audience. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to get, I've cleared her house twice, but it's her yeah. that's attracting the being. So, mm -hmm. yeah. If, so she doesn't have an attachment. She's just a light bulb. I mean, right. she's a lighthouse for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's the, broadcasting, you know. Right. And I'm, and I said, look, I need to check you and <laughs> we need to work on your energy field and protecting, yes. shielding yourself and understanding, but she just resists it. So she's like a walking portal more or less. <laughs> and she needs to learn how to close that door. Um, and the more she resists, you know, this as well as I do, the more she resists, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. Um, it, you know, once you tap into that energy, I don't know. I, I think there's, I think it's a gift. I think it's a God-given gift. And that's my personal feelings on it. And if you're not supposed to have it, you won't. And when you do have it, you need to learn it. You need to be open to it. And it's not going to go away until you do. Yep. So yep. you might as well just put your big panties on. Yep. And... <laughs> Start dealing with and finding people who've been doing it. Yes. That can guide you because there are people out there. Yes. Yes. And when you start being around more people who are open, your vibration is going to match theirs, which means you're going to automatically start um, being more comfortable with the subject and more at home with it. And you're also going to open up a lot more. So let's get back to this unfortunate woman mm -hmm. and this succubus. So can you explain to the listeners what a succubus is in case mm. they don't know? A succubus is a male entity that sexually molests a physical person. Um, and I'll be honest, I've never dealt with that before. I've heard of it. I've heard of other folks that have but I personally had never dealt with that before. And um, she really felt she was being molested, but she said it was strange. It felt like it was not on the outside touching her, but from the inside, which I thought was really odd. And does she live with anybody in the house? No. Just mm -hmm. her, which is, that's, her. that's worse. Yes, it I mean, is. she has no one to really turn to. Um, you know, she has family. They all know the house is a problem. But the strange thing is, she thought the whole problem was just that entity. 
she has a portal open there to somewhere malicious. I mean, for lack of a better word, like she has like a portal to hell in her house that was yeah. opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just wants the succubus gone, but she's almost addicted to that energy. And I've seen that before with, you know, um, dark energies, people become almost, they almost make you like them. You feel loved by it. You feel, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like what you see on the movies where they make you want to stab yourself or, and that has happened, but it's usually, you feel very uh, attached to it. And that's how she is. She's very addicted to that house. Okay, let's energy. let's go back to Michael and Gabriel, mm-hmm. and you call them in for clearings. Yes. And do you work with any other light yes. beings? Okay. Yeah, I um, depending on the situation, I did a clearing in a large uh, area, and when I use uh, Michael and Gabriel. Um, Michael, if it's a negative entity or a spirit that doesn't want to cross over, Michael will usually grab them and Gabriel handles the light. And it looks like, in my mind's eye, it looks like a golden shimmering pillar of light. And that's how they cross them over. And Gabriel just handles the light. That's all he does. And um, Michael brings the spirit to him or the entities. Um if it's a lot, like more than one, and they don't have to be uh, taken physically, um, sometimes I have Ariel and Uriel come in to just kind of draw them, almost for lack of a better word, like crowd control. Mm-hmm. Um, Metatron has come in a few times to help out as well. And so in all the years, I've only had Metatron come in once or twice and Ariel and Uriel come in twice. Otherwise, it's usually just Michael and Gabriel. It's always those two that come in. So what happens when you find a dark entity? What's your protocol? How do you approach that being? How do you get them to go into the light? I don't. Michael does. Okay. I don't do it. Michael does it. I'm just Mm -hmm. a vessel. Mm -hmm. So I actually in meditation asked Michael, why do I have to call you? You're an angel. Why don't you just go get rid of these things? Mm -hmm. Right. And what I, the answer I received was they don't know they're in a different dimension. This is the earth 3d plane. They really don't know exactly what needs to go or where there's a problem unless someone like me or you lets them know. And then they'll come in and they'll remove that entity. I would add to that because we are humans with a soul, with a physical body mm-hmm. that we dictate what happens on the planet. And That's if part we, of it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we I mean, have to do it. Come in and get rid of something unless you want him to. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, when those, when someone calls you or I, they're asking for that help. And you and I are basically 
just the, the contractor, the vessel that comes in and says, okay, here's where the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please take it? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, everybody thinks that sounds crazy, but that's really, truly how it works. I mean, yeah. there's nothing special that I do. I do call on the warrior angels of light mm -hmm. to use their net of light. Ah, I do use the net of light. Yes. Every time. Before what a useful little tool oh. that I've learned. I mean, not yes. haven't been using it very long, but I love it. <laughs> I, you know, every morning I surround myself with white light. If I run across a situation that net, I ask for that net immediately. Yes. I will take a second and stop. I'll sit in my car, whatever I have to do and surround myself with that, you know, mentally go into that space, ask for that, that light, um, you know, pull that Christ consciousness in and uh, get that protection. I do that all the time. So for the listeners, when I do encounter a dark one, Mm -hmm. um and some of them are pretty powerful yes um i just i don't mess around like I, I mean michael's there i have dragon guardians um i call them all in and then i capture them ask the warrior angels of light to capture them in a net of light so they don't run off or try to do something to me mm -hmm. um which has never happened but and then the, the angels would take that being into the portal of mm -hmm. light. Because understand that even the dark ones, they're just removed from the light. They have a spark of light inside of themselves. They just forgot. They've been lied to and told that they didn't have it there. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of different dimensions and a lot of different beings. And again, that's why, you know, I, I tell people not to dabble. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest problems out there are Ouija boards. Yes. And, um, they keep us very busy, don't they? Stay um, away from the Ouija boards, stay people. Stay away from Ouija. I won't and even touch those things. It just opens up a portal. If you're going to do Ouija, you better be really powerful and know how to handle what you're doing. Um. Be, and be prepared for whatever comes in. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I've been doing that for years and nothing. You can, you can do it for years and never have a problem, but all it takes is one time. You know, yeah, you don't know who you're dealing with. So know. if you want to, if you want to work with angels or beings of light, you need to say that's who you want to be with mm -hmm. working with you from the beginning. And I right. think that's the mistake that people make is that they'd start dabbling in magic and they're not invoking beings of light. Absolutely. Every time I do a Reiki session, every time I do a meditation, every time I do a shamanic journey, I call in my guides and my angels mm -hmm. to draw a circle of protection around me and right. to assist me every so single important. time. That's yes. so important. And the reason it's so important is, and a lot of people have this attitude, um, that if they vibrate at a certain level, because everything has a vibration. So we know that negative entities vibrate at a lower vibration usually than positive. 
And I've had people say to me in the metaphysical, well, I just don't vibrate at that level, so I don't have to worry about it. I'm here to tell you there are some entities that feed off the light. Yes. So um, I actually did an archon clearing with someone who, with a couple who really needed that. And um, archons are one of those entities that will feed off your light. So you can be the best person in the world and still need to clear yourself because that's what they target. So you cannot deal with the light and not deal with the dark. There is that balance in the universe, no matter what. So you have to be prepared to work with both. And guess what? Once you start doing this kind of work, that's my mantra anyway, right? (laughs) Spirit talks to each other. Dark entities talk to each other. They know who Deb and I are. Mm -hmm. They know, and they'll come around with curiosity going, who is this lady that I heard about? How many times that's happened to me many times. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, I know, you know what I do. Why are you even risking it? Right. Right. Have you ever had a, like a, a dark being come to you for help? No, not for help. Okay. I have had, um, um, and I, I have had beings that I would not consider dark or light that for the lack of a better word, they're in a dimension that, um, I had a portal in my house and these beings were just watching. Like they weren't actually coming in, but they were watching and I kept picking them up and I'm like, who are they? What are they doing? And then I finally was able to tap in and figure it out. And they were in a realm that was so void of emotion. And you hear people talk about the shadow man uh, that wears the hat. A lot of people see this being. Yeah. Most of the time people see that being I've, I've, learned this through trial and error. And I just learned this Tina in the last couple of years, most people see that person or that being when they're going through a really emotional time, really emotional time. And the reason is that being is feeding off their emotions because they don't have any, Mm -hmm. they're in a void where there is no emotion. So the only way they can feel is through us. Now that doesn't make them negative or bad and it doesn't make them good it just makes them almost a nothing nothingness so when you find that you have to close that portal because they don't need to be coming in they don't need to be coming in that's probably the the weirdest one i've dealt with or or um recently anyway i have not seen the hat man Mm -hmm. um i've seen lots of things i haven't seen that But when you were working with Michael and Gabriel on this clearing, why do you think they refused to do anything about that portal? I don't think they could. Why? I think there are some things I don't know. I think there are some things if a human being purposely is working with the dark arts and opening something like that, they were Satanists, they were working on that they have to close that. They did it. They have to close it. 
but the so she has to do it but she doesn't know how she to do can't it. even do it she can't even do it this is a situation where people did something and then they died and they left it which if you think about explains a lot of places in the world that nobody can clear nobody can fix nobody can you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. they're just always going to be a bad spot and that's what this is i told her flat out move i can't help you yeah and i i don't think anybody can unless someone who's into that sort of thing can come in there and close that portal so did you see this portal was there like multiple entities just coming in there just she had the one entity that lived in her house but it could come in and out through that portal yes so yes i'm assuming others could it was wide open and when you do a clearing do you feel like do you have to follow up sometimes because sometimes the activity still continues i do follow up yeah always yeah yeah i always follow up and i you know and and something else i want to put out there which which um you know might anger a lot of people but i always tell folks you know this this woman was pretty destitute she was retired she didn't have a lot of money and now you're like this with me as well there needs to be some type of energy exchange but it doesn't always have to be a lot you know and i've never not helped someone because they didn't have the money to um take care of that because then that's nasty shame on me <laughs> for not using this gift i've been given to help people and so um well we're rewarded and many more ways many than money ways. so what i want to tell a lot of people don't call us because they're afraid they can't afford it because they see all the bigger you know what i'm saying the other stuff on the internet and and they think they can't and the message i want to put out there is always call someone um because you can always work that out right you know you can always mm -hmm. work that out and so always ask like if yes. you're in a bind yes. ask always can, can i do this instead can i mm -hmm. you know i barter you i've know, walked do... people through it over the phone i mean <laughs> yeah i do exchanges i've had dinners yeah. cooked for me that's good <laughs> i love dinner you know <laughs> it's just I another i'm not a cook <laughs> so yeah absolutely absolutely i it's... agree it's another form of energy. Just, mm -hmm. you know, give me something for my time and energy. And right. it's an energy right. exchange. Yeah. Well, I love that you're yeah. doing this work. And I can't thank you enough on behalf of everybody on the planet. Come on, like this, the ripple effects and the beneficial effects this, of this is huge. And I just want to commend yes, you agree. for being the strong, brave woman that you are for <laughs> doing this. Well, like I said, I'm just a vessel. Yeah, just a vessel. And um, it's, it's funny because you do have to have a lot of faith in what you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the entities that help you. You know, you have to have a lot of faith in that because I've had different entities show up at different situations to help out, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes I don't even have to call them. They just show. They're so, like, we're yeah. here. We're ready. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or, uh-oh, you're in over, you're going to need help with this one. So. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> yeah. 
we're going to help you out here. So yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. And there, like I said, every situation is different, but I thought this was important to talk about because it, it was so different, so different. And my biggest pet peeve with people is when they dabble. Yeah, and, me uh, too. Because I've had to clean life. up the mess. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, and it hurts lives. I mean, this whole woman, this woman's whole life has been ruined because of her, her parents, dark arts. So anyway, thank you, so, Tina. Why don't you tell people how to find you if they need your services? Okay. Um, they can actually contact me through Facebook or they can contact me through uh, your website. They can get a hold of you and you know how to get a hold of me. Um, but I'm also going to give you my um, email address if that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's Deborah, D E B R A C, 6145 at gmail.com. And, and um, if people want to contact me, um... I'm in my website is tinakinneyclark.com and you can find me on Facebook. And um, if you need help, reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Tina. You're welcome. And I want to thank my listeners for tuning in. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.